looking back at 40 years of alternative music. It's the Roots of Alternative with Dixon and Jack on 95X. We made it. It is the season finale of the Roots of Alternative podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, My name is Jack, joined by Dixon, and this is our weekly look back on the past 40 years of alternative music. We've made it through one decade so far, uh, and I I cannot wait for the next decade. But before we get there, we're going to wrap up the 1980s. Dixon, how are you doing, my friend? Fantastic, sir. How are you? Pretty good. I, we made it. I can't believe that the 80s are already done and over with. It was such a great decade. I feel like I lived them twice. <laughs> you actually did live it. I wasn't even I born did. yet. I know. How weird. It is so weird. It is so weird. But um, this is going to be a quick episode. We wanted to do something separate as kind of a wrap up. Last week, obviously, we did 1989 and gave some really great um, – uh, previews and sneak peeks of 1990 and the rest of the 90s. Uh, but before we get there, this is just going to be a quick little wrap-up. Reflecting back on the decade and a lot of the music that we talked about and a lot of the artists. And uh, I do want to start now by talking to you, Dixon, uh, asking you a few questions. Um, and really, what artists do you think define the decade? Ooh, I mean, if you're talking overall, I'll, I'll give you sort of a, an overall of the industry and then me as a person. Okay. Overall in the industry, I, I still have to say that for American alternative music, even though they're Irish, U2 and REM equally responsible for the boom period in the early to mid 80s. Um, I think that Tears for Fears is also right, I got I got I got I got to throw in a little clap there because you you mentioned you two first. So, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, th- there's no doubt about it. They were sort of the the blueprint that was written for the majority of guitar-oriented alternative rock from that point on. Uh where REM was more of the college rock. Um and then of course Tears for Fears did uh I mean, Tears for Fears is just a band that influenced so many of the modern acts uh, just with, in my opinion, just being non-formulaic is the best way I can put it. Is With Tears for Fears, like you go through their hits and, and they're all so very different from one another. Like there isn't a distinct Tears for Fears sound, but yet when you hear their music, you know exactly who it is. Um, I think that in, in modern times, the 1975 borrows heavily from that very same mold that Tears for Fears set forth in the 80s. Uh, You know, if you look at a lot of the 1975 songs, whether it's Chocolate, Someone Else, People, all hits, all very, very different sounds for the 1975, but uh, very distinctly them in every single way. Um, I also think that the the influx of um, bands like In Excess from Australia, they they brought... um, sort of that same vibe the Cars had, but to more of a, a heavy guitar-based format uh, that set the tone for quite a few things that are yet to come in the 90s. And then as the, as the 80s came to a wrap, a lot of the West Coast bands stepped forward in uh, the early parts of their career, which were very um, sort of uh, a foundation for what happened in the later part of the 90s. Uh, of course, I'm talking about like Faith No More, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Living Color, 24-7 Spies, Fishbone, 
all of that LA Bay Area, uh, heavy guitar oriented, funk-esque kind of stuff that sort of was the precursor to rap rock, um, which then of course kind of became like new metal-y and it's all a little cringy now that we look back, but it definitely had its roots around that time. Uh, from a personal standpoint, uh, for me, uh, in the 80s, Duran Duran is definitely uh, an act that uh, really shaped a, a big part of what I loved about music going forward. Uh, we talked about Prince very briefly. It wasn't that brief at all, but uh, Prince, uh, whether you define him as alternative or not, uh, he was a, a major proponent of uh, my 80s existence. So for me, um, it really boils down to uh, Prince. Duran Duran, NXS, U2, um, sincerely just because of the Rattle and Hum album. And then uh, just because I've got their logo tattooed on my leg forever, uh, I'll give it to the Red Hot Chili Peppers in my fifth spot. All right. All right. Those are all good ones for sure. Um, you know, kind of reflecting back on it, we started this podcast partially with the idea in my mind that I wanted to learn a lot of this music that I had never really been exposed to before. I'm a lover of alternative music. I'm a lover of just music in general. Um, I only really knew you two. And I think we've established the fact that I'm a mega fan. Um, if you listen to our bonus episode all about the Joshua tree, you would know that too. Um, but it was really, really great for me to finally like be able to listen to all this music. So much of it was new to me. And you kind of being able to help explain a lot of things to me. And I took away uh, a love of a lot of new uh, songs as well. Um, and so I, I kind of want to uh, give my top five. Here's my top five. Some of these may be a little cliched. Uh, I try to throw in some, some songs that maybe I thought were a little deep. Actually, maybe it was like one. But if I know... I know I know one band that you're going to mention because I popped into my head after I stopped talking that I forgot to mention them. Okay. You're not, you're not thinking you too. <laughs> no, the cure. Yeah. The cure. I actually have two songs by the cure. These two songs are pretty well known, but I'm just going to go through my list. Uh, so, and um, it's not really in any particular order, uh, but pictures of you is one of my favorites. Uh, also uh, another from the cure, just like heaven. Uh, and I actually heard that song for the first time a year ago. And I, I just, every time I listen to that song constantly, it's on my favorites list. It's just a great pick me up song. I love it. Um, I also really loved where is my mind by pixies. And uh, I melt with you modern English. Another one that I really loved. And I'll round this out. I, I guess I will put this one at the top of my top five list, but uh, still haven't found what I'm looking for still my favorite song of all time. Um, not my favorite U2 song, but it is right up there at the top of my list as number one. And that's my top five from the 1980s. There you go, man. You're yeah. looking forward to the 90s? I'm about... so excited. And it'll be weird because like, you might remember some of these songs as like an inappropriately aged child. Kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Like even in the nine, even the songs in the nineties, I didn't really discover them until I got to college. And it's strange. Cause well, I, I, my, both my parents are baby boomers. So I grew up hearing a lot of classic rock, what we would consider classic rock today. So that's what I grew up with. 
And I, I didn't really hear a lot of the 90s songs unless it was like on the school bus going to school, uh, you know, playing on the radio on the bus. Uh, but, you know, I did discover a lot of this stuff later on in life. And I, I personally connect more with the 90s more than anything. Yeah, I, 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 you 90s babies have a very certain affinity for the music. Do you think it's something that, I mean, I, mean, I was born in 1990. That's what I'm saying. Right. I didn't really like, I was, I was a kid when all this stuff was, was new, but I discovered it later on in life. Well, I think the foundation was set when you were very, very young. Um, and the music was around you, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like perfect example for me, uh, because I know you as third eye blind. Like there's no way Mm -hmm. knowing what I know about you that your parents had third eye blind on, but it was in the, it was on in the grocery store. It was on in Walmart. It was on at the gas station. You heard that song at least a few times as a kid, you know what I mean? So like, whether you know it or not, there's still, uh, in a sort of like this, this moth to a flame sort of thing you'll have if you end up liking it in your adulthood. Like there's a subconscious part of you that, that has this weird reminiscing sort of deja vu sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we are going to get more into that. Before we wrap up, though, I am kind of putting you on the spot. If you were to pick one song, one song from the 1980s that you, in your mind, would define the decade, what would it be? Oh, man. The entire 80s. Of alternative music. One song. Hmm. There's really no wrong answer to this. No, there's not. And it, it was such an expansive decade, and there, were, there was so much evolution and diversity so to just pick one song that defines the 80s for the first time in my life you're speechless i've never seen this well i'm just gonna say hungry like the wolf by duran duran because it's a little bit everything that happened in the 80s i would agree with that I, I think that's I think that's that I think that's a good choice because it, it does have that eighties sound to it that I always say that it's like that that new wave sound to it. Um and I, I don't know. I, I just I, I would I would see that. I think that's a good choice. Or don't you forget about me. Or that yeah. You know, only because we all you know what I mean? Like because there's there's so many things because you get you could also say Peter Gabriel's in your eyes. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you start getting into like the imagery of the eighties and the songs that were part of those soundtracks, like you obviously go to like these iconic, you know, Cameron Crowe, John Hughes movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, I mean, you could honestly say pretty in pink. All right. You know, well, pick like, one, pick one. Don't you forget about me. I, I All think, right. uh, that's even better. For, yeah. Especially for people my age. I think that's probably the most iconic Fist in the air, fingerless glove, Gen X. Yeah, that, that, that's my pick for now. Uh, personally, favorite song from the 80s. Uh, you and I have quite a bit in common. Like, I'm, I, I would also say Just Like Heaven by The Cure. Well, I, I would end this episode, this little short episode, by playing Don't You Forget About Me, but I'd probably get sued. 
So as we close out of this episode, just kind of have that song playing in the back of your mind while we close this out. Just close your eyes right now and, and picture Judd walking past, walking past the goalposts. And he just spent all Saturday in the detention and in the crux of the song, like that, that big dun dun hits and his fist goes in the air. It's already in your head. You're good. You're good. Don't you we just recreated it for you. See, now, now we owe royalties, Jack. You can't sing it. You can't sing it, bro. In any event, uh, that was a lot of fun, uh, the 1980s. So we've been teasing it all along. Stand by for the 1990s. We're going to start. Uh, we're, so here's what we're doing. We're taking a few weeks off. A uh, little time to rest and relax. Uh, the wife and I are going up to Acadia National Park next week, which I'm pretty excited about. Never been up there. So we're going to do a little bit of traveling and then come back and get back to it. So we expect the 1990s to begin the first week of November. Um, so it'd be right after election day. So I think we're all going to need a, uh, a good time to kind of recover after dealing, uh, going through that. So we, uh, we'll give an exclusive right here too. I'll give, I'll give our podcast listeners an exclusive uh, because we at 95 X love the nineties as much as we do. Uh, not only will November kick off the nineties, uh, for the Roots of Alternative podcast. We're going to take Thanksgiving weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we are going to play all your favorite tracks from the 90s, all those forgotten favorites from the 90s, and then a few staff picks as well. Uh, I won't tell you anything about that, but you'll know whose songs are whose. I hope I get a pick. You will. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. I better Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. Hey, I mean, there are other better Goo Goo Dolls songs, but I'll definitely take that one. That Not according to Tim Forbes. I'll have to have a, dis- a little discussion with Tim Forbes. <laughs> Any event, we will talk to you again coming up in November. So uh, before then, if you missed any episode, feel free to go back anytime and listen to our others. Obviously, you can listen to us so many different ways. Uh, wherever you're listening, you can check us out on our other platforms that we're on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and be sure to check out our show page, 95x.com slash roots of alternative. And that is where you can see all of our show notes from every episode and even listen to every single episode that you want as well. While you're there at all of those episodes uh, on our show notes, you can also see the playlists from the years and all the songs that we talk about. So if there's a few songs that we talk about that you want to check out, that you want to add to your playlist, you can check them out right on there. 95x.com slash roots of alternative. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, all the great feedback. We really appreciate um, all of your kind comments to us. Um, and uh, we're so excited to continue this with you uh, in November. Dixon, thanks so much for doing this. I will talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Anything you need, you let me know. I'll talk to you in November. Sounds good. And this has been the Roots of Alternative podcast for 95X. Talk to you soon. Bye.